morning, church, and shallow. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Please be stand up and we are going to praise Him right now. Are you ready to shout for Jesus Christ? Come on, clap your hands. Jesus, you live. Jesus, you die. And you rose again on high. And I will live, living for Christ.
God for you have set us free Jesus this morning God we want to offer you our lives we want to give the best because you already have given us the best to Jesus thank you God thank you God
Jesus I know God I know God we can't do anything without you we can't do anything without you Jesus teach us to put our trust in you only you only you and only you Jesus you're the one that strengthens me you're the one it always loves me thank you God thank you God you are the king of my life you are my champion you give me victory Jesus I will trust in you I will trust in you I will trust in you God I will trust in you I will trust 
good to us Jesus thank you God for your love hallelujah hallelujah Jesus and today Jesus we are going to listen to the word of God we believe Jesus we're gonna set our hearts to you in the name of Jesus all together we say amen okay church we are going to listen to the word of God and it will be delivered by Reverend Rick Ridings from founder of Sukkot Halal Jerusalem God bless you all. Happy Sunday. Shalom to all of our good friends there in Medan. And, uh, what a blessing to be able to talk to you this way. I wish I could see you face to face, but it is great to make a connection again. And uh, we thank God so much for the prayers from Indonesia, for Israel, and for what's going on here, for Jerusalem. Uh, it's been a very intensive time in Jerusalem in the last week as there's been a flare up, new flare-ups of violence here. But we thank God as we pray and obey the Lord that God begins to intervene. And uh, right after there were beginning to be some clashes and, and violence between Jewish and Arab youth in this city, uh, we were praying and we had already planned for a team of, of uh, young people, Jewish young, Messianic young people from here in Jerusalem to go down to Bethlehem and to be ministering to uh, youth and children there, Arab youth and children. And uh, praise God, they were able to go. 
They were protected. God was with them. And they saw a powerful time together. And they prayed, and we prayed here for, for, for just a, what was happening to, to calm down. And the Lord really answered our prayers. So we thank you that pray for us. I know many, many of you are praying for us every day or every week. Uh, and we appreciate that. It's the only city in the whole Bible where God says, pray for the peace of that city is the city of Jerusalem. He says in Jeremiah, pray for the peace of your city, that it may have peace from God. But then he tells the whole world, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And I believe that's because of the intensity of the spiritual warfare over this city, what's going on in the spirit realm between the demonic and the angel armies. But we praise God, he's above all of that. And eventually, he, Jesus, Yeshua, will reign from this city from on his throne. And so we, we already receive him as the king of Jerusalem and as the prince of peace. And we pray his peace and his shalom upon Medan, upon Indonesia. May his peace be upon you. Now, Pastor Bambang asked if I could share, uh, according to the scriptures that you're using as a theme this month, and uh, I would like to read them from the Passion Translation. Uh, it's a modern translation that sometimes when you read it in a new way, it, you you uh, just realize new things, you note, notice new things you didn't notice before. And so I'd like to read 1 Corinthians 2, verses 14 and 15 from the Passion Translation. It says, someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's Spirit, for they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the Spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the Spirit. Those who live in the Spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things, and they are subject to the scrutiny of no one but God. In other words, what he's saying is, when we totally give our lives over to Jesus, to Yeshua, when we invite the Holy Spirit to come and fill us, he uh, will lead us, he will guide us, he'll illuminate the Bible, but he will also give revelation of what we need to do. He, it's a very practical thing to walk in the Holy Spirit. And this scripture is saying it's difficult for people to walk in the Holy Spirit if they're still trying to think on an entirely human level and say, well, this makes sense, or this does, does not make sense to me. And uh, he, he's saying, as, as much as he gave us our mind and he uses our mind, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways because he sees it all. He knows it all. He knows the future. He knows what will happen next in our lives. And so he wants us to become a people who are really in tune to his Holy Spirit and who are not just depending on our own human reasoning, but are saying, Holy Spirit, guide my path, lead me, show me what to do. I want to know your ways. I want to know your thoughts. Uh, now, when we first moved here uh, to Jerusalem, uh, we lived at the edge of the desert and there was a, a, a Bedouin shepherd that would go in front of our house every day. And he had a mixed flock. Part of them were sheep and part of them were goats. But of course, Jesus says, in the scriptures in Matthew 25, that we're called to be sheep and not goats. 
Even nations are called to learn to become sheep nations and not goat nations. And I, when we lived there and saw this flock, I really saw what he meant. This shepherd would come by and his sheep would just follow right behind him. They would watch his feet so carefully. The next sheep would watch the sheep in front. And they would follow wherever the shepherd would turn. Wow, they just turned right with him. They were so close to the shepherd. And, and they, he could just kind of look at them with his eye. They would turn and follow him. They were, they were so attentive to the shepherd who was leading them. But the goats were a, were a whole other question. Goats were running off this way and that way and this way. And he was screaming at the goats, yelling at these goats, whistling and setting his boy, setting his dog. And, and that poor shepherd, I, I felt so sorry for him. These goats were so disobedient and so unruly and so difficult for them to follow him. And I, I told my wife, Patricia, I said, I think if I were that shepherd, I would sell all my goats and buy more sheep. <laughs> you know, goat cheese is worth a lot here, so that's why he kept the goats. But it, he certainly paid a big price for, for herding these goats. They were not easy. And I hope the Lord doesn't think of me that way. I don't want to be a goat. I don't want to be one who, who he has to yell at and scream at and, and make a lot of noise to get my attention. I want to be one that's waiting and listening for his still small voice. When he says, go this way, I go that way. And I, I found the more that I learned to walk in the Holy Spirit and to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit, the more fruit comes forth from my life. The more in natural terms, they would call it success in life, in your family, in your business, in your ministry, in everything in life, not just in so-called ministry, everything in life, the Holy Spirit can show us what to do because God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he is the only one that knows everything and can give us the most informed decision and wisdom on how to move forward. Now I'd like to share an example of that uh, after we moved here to Jerusalem and we, we were assigned by the Lord 20 years ago, 21 years ago now, to stand as watchmen on the walls of Jerusalem. By his grace, he began sending in other people and until uh, uh, by 2004, we, be, we became 24 seven a day of people worshiping or praying or ministering and teaching the word, but it's 24-7, every day, every night, the whole year long. And when we moved here and, and uh, had this assignment to help watch as watchmen over Israel, I, I realized, okay, Lord, <laughs> I can just listen to the news, and, and, but many times it's that's kind of too late. Things have already happened. And, and Lord, is there a way to prevent things that the enemy uh, wants to do to, to this land. And as we uh, began to pray and, and, and ask the Lord to help us to understand this, the Lord helped me to realize that in the scriptures, in the Hebrew thought in the scriptures, there are three heavens. There's the first heaven is the atmosphere around us. It's where we talk and relate to one another as people, where, where animals and people and trees are. That's the first heaven. Then the atmosphere above us is what the Bible calls the second heaven. 
And he makes very clear in Daniel's chapter 9 and 10 that there are actually spiritual battles that go on in the second heavens uh, between demonic beings and between angels. Praise God, there are a lot more angels and the angels are much stronger, but there are battles. And somehow our prayers down here in the first heaven affect what happens in the second heaven. As Daniel set aside time in a special kind of fast, uh, not eating meats and, and uh, sweets, which would be, you know, it's very difficult for all of us. And he did that. And at the end of 21 days of fasting, uh, an angel came to him. He said, Daniel, God heard you the very first day that you were praying about this. And I was sent uh, to, to bring the answer. But there was a great battle in the heavenlies, so great that God had to send the angel over Israel, Michael, the archangel, to help me win this battle against the prince of Persia and the prince of Greece. Now, he's not talking about human beings. He's talking about spiritual, demonic powers, principalities. And he said the way this battle was won in the second heavens was by going up above that into the third heavens. As he prayed, as he fasted, as he worshiped, Daniel, he was a very busy man. He was a prime minister of, a, of an empire. And if anyone had an excuse not to worship, not to pray, not to be in the Bible, it was Daniel. But Daniel was very careful to, to keep the times that he had committed to be with God. And then through worship through and praise and thanksgiving and prayer, he would rise up above the first heaven of all the activity going around him in the Babylonian government. He would rise above the second heaven even, where these demonic and angelic battles were occurring. And he would go up, as it were, into the third heaven where God rules and reigns. And he could begin to proclaim upon the earth that which God wanted uh, to do, to proclaim God's will, like Yeshua taught us, like Jesus taught us, let your kingdom come, let your will be done, where? On earth, the first heaven, as it is in heaven, but there he's speaking in their understanding of the third heaven, of the place where God's throne is. And that wonderful thing in the book of Ephesians, Paul says to us that when we're in Christ Jesus, we actually then are seated with Christ, with the Messiah, in those heavenly places, in, in what uh, would be the term used for the third heaven, heavenly places. So we're in prayer and worship. We can rise above all the circumstances around us. Now, I'm sure you're just like me. <laughs> Every day, I have to get back up there. Things happen. Challenges happen. Difficulties happen, things that are unexpected happen, and especially this whole last year with coronavirus, it's been a very difficult year for all of us. But God's not caught by surprise. And in the midst of all the difficulties, God does not want us to come under the circumstances. He does not want us to come under the situation. He does not want us to come under the, what the demonic powers are doing. He wants us in worship, in prayer, in thanksgiving, in praise, to rise up above it to where our spirit is already seated. So our mind, our will, our emotions catch up with our spirit and line up 
and then we don't feel so under the circumstances anymore. We're above them with him, and he can begin to direct us how to pray to see a, a change in situations. Not only that, though, when, when we rise up with the Lord into this third heaven uh, a, a place, uh, he can begin to show us things we could never think of. He can begin to reveal things that we would never see with our natural eyes. So especially in prayer, in intercession, he helps us in worship to come up to that place where we begin to see what he sees. Now let me give you a very practical example. This is not just all out there. It could be very practical. Uh, I remember in the year 2009, we were just having a really powerful time of worship and prayer one evening here in Sukkotalel. And I felt, you know, I just kind of felt my mind and, and all of that rising up into the third heavens with my, where my spirit is seated with him. And I, as I closed my eyes, I actually saw a vision and it looked, uh, the best I can describe it, it just looked like a movie. And, and it was almost like on the back of my eyelids, but I was not asleep, I was awake. And in this movie, I saw uh, wolves that were coming, wolves that very, you know, the, like a dark dog, a wolf, a wild animal. And these wolves had their teeth ready, and the map of Israel looked like a red, raw steak. <laughs> and they were coming to eat us up. They were going to devour us. And I thought, oh Lord, what do I do? I saw them coming from the north. I saw them coming from the east. And I saw them coming from the south. I said, Lord, what, what hope is there? What do we do? And he said, I want you to proclaim the power of the blood of Jesus over all the borders of the land. But then he said, not only the land borders to the north, the east, and the south, but he showed me in the vision that sharks were coming in the Mediterranean Sea in the waters to the west of Israel, and they had their teeth ready to eat this piece of meat. Now, I'd always prayed for the borders, thinking of the land borders, the north, the east, and the south for protection. But through the Holy Spirit, in that place of illumination from the Holy Spirit, he was able to show me that there was a danger from the waters. There was a military danger to this land that would come from the waters, from the Mediterranean Sea. And so in this vision, he showed that as we intercessors began to cry out for the protection of the blood of Jesus, of the blood of Yeshua, not only over the land borders, the north, the east, and the south, but also over the sea coast border, the western border. As we cried out for the blood of Jesus to come down and protect our nation, I saw an angel come and just pour that blood out on the borders, and the blood rose up almost like a red brick wall all the way around, not only the land borders, but also the sea borders to protect Israel. And I saw in the vision that as we kept proclaiming the protective power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over this land, over the borders, I saw that the wolves began to pull back in every direction, but also the sharks began to pull back. And 
That evening, there was a man in the, uh, in the room uh, who was actually a very, very high-level uh, man in military uh, security. And he, he, would, he has actually, in the past, uh, uh, given security briefings to presidents and prime ministers of many countries. Uh, a very high-level man in security issues. And he came up to me afterwards, and he said, I cannot tell you what I know, but keep praying about the sharks. So I thought, oh, wow, this is a, a confirmation for the Lord. It seemed a bit crazy. What, what could come from the waters? What does, this, what does this mean about the sharks? So about we kept praying in that way. God protect Israel from the sharks, from any kind of military threat from in the waters of the Mediterranean Sea. Now, about two years later, I met this man again, and he said, I can now tell you what the sharks meant. Have you kept praying? And I said, yes, we've kept praying against the sharks. He said, I can tell you what they mean. He said it was highly classified, top secret information that only a few very high people in security knew about. And he said, I knew about it, but I was not allowed to tell you because it was classified information. And he said, what I knew was that they had uh, uncovered that North Korea had invented a new type of very small submarine, almost impossible to track in the water. And this new submarine they used to blow a hole in a huge South Korean ship to show what they could do. And he said, we knew about it. We knew they had sold it to Iran. We had very good evidence they had probably sold it also to Syria. And he said, we were very concerned that if this submarine came uh, into the waters of the Mediterranean Sea, it could be used to launch missiles, even nuclear missiles against Israel. And so he said, it is now unclassified information. You could look it up on the internet. I did look it up on the internet. And he said, guess what the name of this submarine was and is? The shark. <laughs> so there was this submarine called the shark that was a military threat to our government. I shared about this actually with another man at a lower level in security. And I said, you need to watch out for ships that may come up even through the, the Red Sea. I said, there are dangers either through this small submarine or ships coming up through the, the Red Sea, and you need to be aware of them. And he laughed. He said, oh, ships couldn't even, big ships can't, uh, like that, warships can't get through the, uh, the Suez Canal into the Mediterranean. And I said, fine, I may be wrong, but that's what I feel the Holy Spirit has shown me. So I just encourage you, be, be alert. Well, he wrote me an e email a little later. He said, when the government changed in Egypt, and a new administration came into place, they allowed some enemy ships to go through the Suez Canal, and they were now in the Mediterranean. So he began to realize that God can show us things in worship and prayer that we may not know with our natural mind, and even people in security may not know with their natural mind. Now, I'd like to take this same thing and apply it in a practical way to our everyday life, with our family, how we raise our family, our, how we run our business. There too, we need to realize, uh, uh, we need to follow, uh, you know, good common sense. It's not, God gave common sense. I'm not saying go against common sense. 
unless the Holy Spirit shows something very specific to do that doesn't make sense to my mind. Now, one time uh, in praying for one of our teenage daughters, the Lord said, you were scheduled to go back to the United States uh, soon or in a few months, but I want you to go right now. Just take her out of school and go right now. She processes, she said, I don't want to leave my friends. We can't leave during school. And I said, I'm really sorry, but I really feel like God has said, we've got to go right now. We went back and it turned out that there was a new friend who had been influencing her in a bad way. And while we were away, she had a fresh encounter with God and the Holy Spirit showed her that this new friend was a bad influence on her and not to continue to allow that girl to have a, a, a control in her life. Another very practical example, business. I know a businessman uh, in Hong Kong who shared with me that he has people who are intercessors who pray for his business and, and they and his very prophetic wife one day came to him and they said, we really all feel together that the Holy Spirit said, you should sell all of your American stock and you should put the money into silver. Well, silver was not doing very well at the time. The American stock market was doing well. It went against his mind as a high level businessman. But he trusted the Lord, he prayed and he said, Holy Spirit, show me if this is you, you confirm it in my heart. And the Holy Spirit did confirm it in his heart. And he sold all of his American stock and put the money into silver. Within days, there was a major American stock market plunge. That market went way, way down. Silver went way, way up. And because this businessman waited on the Lord, because he prayed, because he listened to the Holy Spirit, God kept him from losing huge amounts of money. And instead he made a lot of money when others in all God were losing money because they kept their American stock. And so it can be very practical for business as well. So God can lead us by his Holy Spirit. Again, to go back to the scripture at the beginning, someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's Spirit, for they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the Spirit because they're only discovered by the illumination of the Spirit. How does that happen? When we worship, when we praise, when we pray, we rise up into that third heaven place. The Holy Spirit begins to reveal, and he shows us what to do, not only in intercession for our city, for your city of Medan, for Indonesia as your nation, and as you pray for our nation and other nations here in the Middle East, the Holy Spirit can show us all how to pray. But he can also show you very practical things for your family, for your children, for your business. And so I'd like to pray from Jerusalem a blessing now upon you that you may hear clearly, more clearly and more clearly the voice of the Good Shepherd, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for our dear friends there in, in, in Medan. I thank you for their the way they seek you, Lord. I, I was so blessed when I saw their fire and their love for you. And I pray, Lord, that in this year when so many things have been so difficult, that you will show them how to prosper, how to rise above things in their family, in their business, in their city, in their nation of Indonesia, that you may be able to bless it 
and protected as they pray in the Holy Spirit with the direction of the Holy Spirit, as they don't come under the, the heaviness uh, of what may be going on at this time, but they rise above it in worship and prayer and thanksgiving and praise. They rise up above it. Lord, help us all to daily rise up above our circumstances, our situations, our challenges, our difficulties. Help us to rise up into that place where we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So I bless my Indonesian friends there and any that might listen to this recording. I bless you with clearer and clearer hearing of the voice of the Good Shepherd. For you to be one of those sheep that hears his voice, that follows him, and that knows his voice. Not only for huge things like your city and your nation or the Middle East, but even in the practical everyday things of your family, of your business, may you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. May you be a spiritual man, a spiritual woman who walks according to the Spirit of God and not according to just natural uh, understandings. So we bless you from Jerusalem. Be, be mightily blessed with his peace and with his clear voice in the name of Yeshua. Shalom, shalom. Jesus, you live. Jesus, you die. And you rose again on high. And I will live, living for Christ. And declare that I am yours.
Oh.